You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. You're watching history as we launch the world's first social television network. Check you to America.com for your local listings. Now, Donald Trump trending again today after he unveiled his tax plan. His detractors on the right and the left have been complaining about his big picture style of politicking. But now that he's starting to unveil, unveil the specifics, what will they complain about? Here to give us the view from the right, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, welcome back to the show. Clarify for us the name of your organization. The Barry Newsbomb Report.com, and it's easy to find at findberry.com. See how nice I am. You're, you you're fabulous, unlike certain And I'm only producers. having to dock my producer's day. He just, he, I'm just not going to let him celebrate National Beer Day. But I know you brought beer. I'm sure you did to celebrate National Beer the Day. The only way we can get We're him not going to let him. Exactly. We're not going to poor guy. I think, he's, I think he's been compensated that way before. All right, uh, Trump's tax plan released today. That's the big news. Uh, this is what all the critics have been begging for, Barry. Will the media start taking him seriously and cutting him any slack now? Honest to gosh, not after this. You know, for the life of me, I've spent the day reading it. It started last night on 60 Minutes. Mm -hmm. Every single expert has weighed in, from the left to the right, economists from coast to coast. And guess what? Nobody can figure out how this is going to work. And when the when well, now it's interesting you say that because I I tuned into a major business network that I frequently appear on uh, for most of the day, and uh, because I was prepping to be on the show, and heard a lot of economists say that they thought there were some really amazing parts in here, and that maybe. Maybe that, uh, you know, this wasn't something we've done before, but it was almost that originality that they were liking so much. Well, here, here's it depends the, on who's spinning, probably. Right. Here, yeah. here, here's the way I see it. You're going to go down to four tax rates, and every single tax zone drops, and 50% of the people pay no taxes. So even the people that Trump was talking about that were going to pay marginally higher rates, which are the hedge fund managers that are so wealthy and so on, mm -hmm. their marginal rate goes from 40 to 25 percent. Now there's going to be some exclusions cut out, but the truth of the matter is everybody's going to pay less taxes. Yeah, but Barry, okay, on those exclusions though, we, I mean, you make that sound minor. That's not minor. You and I both know that the, 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 the little tricks and the little antics that the hedge fund managers, we're talking about millions or billions of dollars. Yeah, so, so I mean, that could quickly make up for that difference. We don't know what the fine details are yet. We, we don't know don't what know, the fine details are. But maybe Trump is. does know only because he's been in that world. That is his world. If there's one thing I would think he would know, it would be that. Also, today, billionaire Carl Icahn endorsed Donald Trump and his tax plan, by the way. Okay. Um, so, so what does that mean? Honestly, I haven't seen it, but okay. I can tell you this. We've got an 18 trillion dollar deficit or debt sorry we've got a half a billion dollars sorry half a trillion dollar uh deficit yearly right. everybody's going to pay less taxes 50 percent of the people in america will pay no taxes mm -hmm. so on the surface it looks like honestly you know what this reminds me of you remember that video with the obama phone i want my free stuff i want yeah. my free stuff mm -hmm. it was a very populist message yeah this is populism dr gina and I this, this is going to everybody and saying everybody gets something from the government if you vote for me well okay and if that were trump's modus operandi i might believe that i might think that he didn't understand 
some of these larger concepts we talked about, like like removing loopholes for the hedge fund managers, like the fact that he's giving incentives for major corporations to bring their businesses back to American soil. That could generate billions and billions of dollars like that, and he would be able to keep uh, his, his word on this as far as those 50%. But I'll tell you what I don't like about it. What I don't like about it is it sounds regressive, and what I don't like about it is that it sounds to me like it might possibly breed a little more of this uh, government dependence. You know, if we're why can't everybody just at least have some skin in the game? That's that's what smacked me the wrong way on on this particular policy. Now, whether or not it would work, I'm not, and I'm not an economist. I'm I'm, I'm a commentator, you know. But I, I I really wonder though if those kinds of huge numbers that we're talking about from these hedge fund loopholes and from these bringing these corporations back couldn't make up that difference in pretty much short order. You know, we can have a philosophical discussion, but the reality is this is mathematics. And without formulae, for each one of the different changes he's proposing, nobody can figure out how this is going to pay for itself. The government needs two things, more income and less outgo, right? Mm -hmm. And what this is talking about is significantly less income. And he talks about that. And he says it's going to be made up from more business when the economy expands. It reminds me of that old joke about the, the furniture salesman who finally goes to the accountant and the accountant says, you know, Saul, you're losing money on every desk mm -hmm. that you sell. And Saul says, it's okay. We'll make it up on volume, mm -hmm. right? This sounds like that. We're gonna make it up by having more business, which is possible, but without the mathematics, no one can give an opinion that makes any sense. So for right now, Half the people in America will never pay a dollar in tax, and the other tax brackets are all coming down. So on the surface, from a selfish point of view, same for you, hey, we pay less. Mm -hmm. That's great. The government's already broke and can't borrow anymore. So unless he's going to really cut back spending, which means no defense expansion, which he talks about as a big deal, right. no strong anti illegal immigration policy, which is going to be very expensive and is a very big deal. Mm -hmm. No massive expansion of private health care with government subsidies, which is a very expensive big deal. Where's the money going to come from? Okay, but there's two reasons why that doesn't make sense to me, Barry. The first one is that this man has dealt in one thing, and that is the art of the deal, and that is numbers, math, uh, the economy, his entire career. That's the first reason. The second reason is he's not really one to try to say things to impress people. He's one who's come in, he's called it like he saw it, we've all criticized him for it, and now we're saying, oh, he's pandering. Well, if he's pandering, then why didn't he pander to uh, the people that he, uh, you know, when he made the illegal immigration comment? Why didn't he pander and apologize to them? Why didn't he pander to women more? Why didn't he pander to other women? He doesn't strike me as somebody who panders to get elected. So those are the two reasons why that doesn't make sense for me. It might be that you and I just can't solve this today. Well, let's tune in in a month, and okay. then we'll have this this argument again, and one of us will be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell unplanted, unveiled his planned parenthood to avoid the government shutdown today. That was, of course, trending. Uh, but it isn't going to make the conservative base very happy. And, uh, and, I, and I just wonder, because I know that you have spent some time with John Boehner on the golf course, no less. Right. That's just so perfect. I just, I can't even, I, I could say a million things right there. But I just wonder what personal insight you have to him and how his leaving might affect the work of McConnell and the work of the GOP in general. You know, I, as I told you and you know, a couple of years ago, I spent about five hours alone with John Boehner, just him and I, playing golf, 
uh, a long lunch, uh, a walk around the patio on the golf course, him obviously smoking. And I walked away with an absolute conviction that this man was so grateful to be in the Congress and using his words, I will never, ever leave until the voters, my constituents in Ohio, ask me to leave or I'm, or I'm termed out. Mm -hmm. So I can get the fact that, you know, there was tremendous pressure on the speaker from the right, tremendous pressure sure. over a number of issues, right. feeling that he wasn't conservative enough, he wasn't responsive to the right wing. But Gene, I gotta be honest with you, resigning from Congress not at the end of his term, not to fulfill his obligation for which he was elected, but to cause the voters in Ohio to have a special election to replace him. Something's weird that we don't know about. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.